Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I have some big personal news that I'm excited to finally share with you. I am now working with PointsBet, which is a sports betting app, and I am really excited to welcome in my co-host for today, Teddy Greenstein, or as I like to call him, Teddy G. He is also my colleague. He's a senior editor at PointsBet. So thank you for being my co-host today. I am super excited to talk a lot of sports because a lot of stuff has happened and a lot of stuff is coming up. Paige, thanks for having me. We have a big week ahead. I've been doing a bunch of interviews where I talk about you. I've been <laughs> saying that uh, I am your betting coach. You are my golf coach. <laughs> Gods, did you get me down to a single digits? I think we're playing saying plus 450. Uh, so I'm saying unlikely. You got a big challenge on your hands, but I'm so glad you're with points bet and thanks for having me on. No, I, I'm excited. I mean, you, you definitely have been my betting coach through all of this. I thought I knew a lot about it until you actually get down into the nitty gritty and all of the terms. And it's a, it's intense. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm expecting you to uh, take out revenge during this podcast and ask me some really difficult questions because I made you read. What was that book called? The not the art Lo of sports the, the betting. logic of sports betting. <laughs> the logic of sports betting, which is like calculus five hundred. I, I mean, I think there's probably some Harvard <laughs> and MIT guys who would pick up the logic of sports betting and say, "I don't know what they're talking about." So I, I, I threw that at you. I know you uh, you got into it a little bit. Hopefully, you threw it in the fire at some point. I was recommended this book before joining points bet to get up on my betting knowledge. And I was about halfway through and had a complete mental breakdown. I honestly <laughs> was reading it and just burst into tears, had a complete panic attack. I'm like, I don't know any of this. I don't understand this. This is going to be the worst experience of my life. And now I have to talk about this. And I was really overwhelmed. So yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like whatever happened to just going up to the window in Vegas and being like, I'd like to bet $100 on the Cardinals. Like, that's what we thought was sports betting. <laughs> yeah. And we're going through this book and it's like X plus Y divided by four plus G. It's like, stop already. So 
we'll uh, we'll dumb it down for everybody on this podcast so everybody can enjoy it. Well, Teddy and Tori, Pro Tour is also here as well. Um, we had a very interesting tournament with the Farmers Insurance Open, and we just got to get right into it because a lot happened. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. So Patrick Reed ended up winning, but I mean. Teddy, should we just start with the controversy? Yeah. Okay, so there was a big rules controversy surrounding Patrick Reed where they weren't sure if he took the correct relief from an embedded lie. So it was really wet at Torrey Pines where they were holding the event. And they said for that week that if you have an embedded lie, you can call a rules official over, but they have to say if it's embedded or not before you can get relief. So anyways, Patrick Reed thought he had an embedded lie and... He picked it up, they asked for a rules official, the rules official came over and said that it was embedded. He said that it happened on the first bounce, you look back at the footage, he was hitting out of a bunker and it clearly bounced twice, although no one else could see that except for the people watching TV. And my take on all of this is that he shouldn't have picked the ball up. That is where he went wrong and that was the only mistake that he made. If you have played competitive golf, and you are under any type of um, uncertainty around a rule, you do not touch the golf ball. You do not pick the golf ball up. You do nothing. You stand there as far away from the golf ball as possible until a rules official comes over and helps you through it. So the fact that he picked it up was a little bit, uh, like, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think about it? If I could get my voice that high pitched, I would have the exact same reaction as you just did. So my background in this, a couple of thoughts here. When I play with my buddies and they ask me, hey, can I lift clean in place? Or can I take a free drop here? I always reply, yeah, this ain't the fucking British Open. Do whatever you want. So I'm not a big rule stickler. And yet I know the fact that when you're in competition, you don't just start putting your hand on the golf ball. If you think it's embedded, you call somebody over and say, I think my ball is embedded. Patrick Reed skipped the first step, which is the most important step. And because he's had so many incidents in the past of being shady, this is like Tom Brady showing up for the Super Bowl with a bunch of deflated footballs. You know, this is like allegedly, 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 allegedly. Yeah, banging garbage cans. I mean, they don't get the benefit of the doubt. So obviously there's so much to talk about here. We can talk about Rory McIlroy because there was a similar situation at the farmers, but with Patrick Reed, I mean, he might've technically, you know, not crossed the line of cheating, which is like the dirtiest word in all of golf, but he did not follow the protocol that most guys would have, that almost every guy and woman would have. Well, you make a great point about his past experiences surrounding rules controversies with him brushing the sand away and a couple other instances. And that's why he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. And that's why everyone is scrutinizing every single move that he makes. And I think that's fair if you've done that in the past. And I know I have played with certain players who I know who they have cheated or I have seen them cheat. You watch them every move they make if there is any doubt with a draw a ruling or if they're taking a drop you go over there and you watch them very closely and so maybe he didn't do anything wrong and the rules official came over he told him exactly what to do sure but 
what I found was weird is when he picked up the golf ball, you can tell if it's embedded or if it's not embedded. Yep. And I think that's why he picked it up because I think he saw that maybe it was a really bad lie. It wasn't embedded yep. and that's why he did it. Or maybe he didn't. But again, because of everything that's happened in the past, you you automatically think he's cheating. He's trying to take yes. advantage of the situation and the rules. But despite all of that, the fact that he came out in not just one, but dominated – Right. is impressive. I don't know how Amazing. anyone can play with knowing everyone hates you. <laughs> Seriously, I think it fuels him. Um, I mean, I covered the Masters where he won, and you've never heard anything like it. The reaction around the 18th green was... <laughs> I mean, he's local. He played for Augusta State, and yet I felt like probably half the people in that crowd knew about, you know, the cheating controversies or the allegations that, that go all the way back to college, knew the fact that he had essentially been kicked off the team at the University of Georgia. So even though theoretically he was a local hero winning the biggest event, people were not happy for him. Now, it doesn't bother him. He is like the number one guy on tour in the I don't give a fuck meter, right? <laughs> yes. And I was thinking about past golfers. He kind of reminds me of Vijay Singh, who mm -hmm. also had a rules controversy in his younger days. He just doesn't care. I mean, Patrick Reed, I, I think it's that spirit of like, let's go, bring it on. The more people who hate me, the better he's gonna play golf. So he won by five and that's an amazing feat considering he had to know what Twitter and his fellow playing competitors were saying about him. Well, we definitely know they were aware of what was happening on Twitter because it came out that Justine Reed, his wife is using his personal official account and also a burner account to defend okay. Patrick Reed, which was speculated for a while, but it was now confirmed because Justine tweeted the exact same thing no! from the burner account. Originally from the official Smooth. Patrick Reed account, forgot to change it before <laughs> and then didn't delete it, which I kind of respect that move. But you always get exposed. You always get exposed. It's like the tale as old as time. Like started with don't Kevin Durant, do right? Yeah, like, God. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, I want someone to love me and defend me as much as Justine Reed defends Patrick Reed. I mean, they make quite a team, but oh my gosh, what a wild week. Despite what you think of Patrick Reed, he's good for the game of golf. Love him or hate him. You need someone who is the villain of the tour. You need someone like a Patrick Reed, like a Bryson, like a Brooks Kepka who loves his shit talk. You need that because the Farmers Insurance Open was awesome to watch and i haven't had that kind of spark watching golf in a long time 100 i saw your tweets uh, i wish i could <laughs> disagree because it might make for a better podcast but i absolutely agree we want the good guys the bad guys the quiet guys the loud guys you know we want the people who have no presence on social media and huge presence on social media because that's what's good for the game i mean when we had tiger and phil i felt like you had like half the people were in one camp Half the people were in the other. It's kind of like red state, blue state. <laughs> um, the weird thing with Reed is every Ryder Cup, I think everybody forgets about all the reasons they hate him, all the Americans anyway, and they root for this guy. And you know his nickname is Captain America. So so at that point, people love him. But going back to that Masters, I think it was, it was him and Rory down the stretch. And everybody was rooting for Rory at, yeah. at Augusta National. I was like, how weird is this? If it was a Ryder Cup, it would literally be flipped the other way. So it doesn't even depend on the player. It depends on the event. 
Well, you even saw that at Torrey Pines where everyone was rooting for Victor Hovland. I mean, everyone was pulling hard for him down the stretch and hoping that... I mean, I think everyone wanted someone but Patrick Reed to Absolutely. win the tournament. Or Xander, your boy, uh, picked it up. I think he finished fifth, right? Yeah, now he started playing well. And it's funny because they interviewed some of the players after about the situation with Patrick Reed. Rory and Tony Finau kind of dismissed the question. And then you had a couple of players, Xander being one of them, that yes. flat out said... You know, it made me a little uncomfortable, and it's not going over well with the guys on tour right now. I think you said the tour is protecting him, which added to to this whole controversy um, because everybody loves good conspiracy theory. <laughs> and, you know, there was a sense of there was a headline on the tour's website. It said, um, you know, Patrick Reed uh, did everything by the book. But that was Patrick Reed saying somebody told him that. So everybody wants to certainly inflame that and uh, and make it even bigger. And then certainly points bet with our karma committee ruling <laughs> brought more uh, brought more of a spotlight to it. Yeah, can you explain the karma committee for people who are not familiar with points bet and what that is? Yeah, I would love to because like I just joined points bet in October. And there are a couple of like unbelievably cool things about it, like the name of bet page mm -hmm. where you and I create bets that people can actually bet on. So the karma committee, the spirit of it is when there's been an injustice, this committee is going to meet and potentially offer refunds. So it can be everything from like that Jets Raiders game that the Jets were supposed to win. And then they're miraculously in like single coverage so the raiders come back and win in the last second so how does that happen <laughs> and there have certainly been ones with bad calls there was a uh, purdue minnesota game earlier this year with like a bs offensive pass interference call we've done them for a bunch of different sports and we've done them for golf the ones we've done for golf before are really just like goodwill efforts so when rory McIlroy was playing the 2019 open championship he had a he started out with a snowman on the first hole, <laughs> so we decided to refund and free bets all the Rory wagers. We did it with DJ Dustin Johnson at the 3M last year. He had a back injury, and I think it was seven over in his first round. So what we did here was we said, if you didn't have Patrick Reed as an outright winner, we are refunding your money in free bets, which is pretty amazing. Now, I think some people looked at it and they were like, Patrick Reed still won by five. It didn't matter if he had taken a drop or a penalty or whatever it was, he still would have won. But I think it points out we just wanted everybody to feel good about who they bet on. Yeah, I ended up doing that little video. So it, <laughs> last second, got to get it done. But, you know, I go back and forth again. I just want to touch on the Patrick Reed situation just one more time oh. before we move on. When I think about it and you don't have Cameron's on him, the rules official did nothing wrong in that situation. He listened to Patrick. He told him what exactly would happen. I felt actually Patrick was a little bit condescending to the rules official with a couple of his remarks, but it, he didn't know. No one knew that it bounced. But the one thing that is really incriminating for Patrick Reed he, is he said in quotes, if it bounced twice, then it would not have embedded on the second bounce. And he flat out said that and we saw it bounce twice. So. I mean, did it embed? Did it not embed? I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I. <laughs> I think we know. I think we know. But wait, I, I don't want to let you off the hook this easily. I want to hear. Do you mind sharing some stories from your playing days of, I mean, you witnessed people cheating? 
Yeah. Um, I actually have a cheating story. So I cheated myself once and I learned my lesson the very hard way. So it was one of my very kind of first tournaments. I ended up hitting the ball in the water, but it was on a very steep slope yep. and I just dropped the ball and I said, I found it. <laughs> I played it off and my mom because she would pack my, my golf bag the, the night before. And she said, Paige, you started the round with six balls. How do you only have five? Oh, and I so, can only imagine what your insides felt <laughs> like at that moment. I, my mom, she's the sweetest lady ever, but she is scary. Like one of the scariest people ever. You do not want to disappoint her. And she just gave me this look. And she said, if you ever do that again, if I ever catch you cheating, you will never play the game of golf ever again. And I was like, Okay, I learned my lesson. I think something that's so different from golf compared to other sports is that I wouldn't say cheating is encouraged, but it's not frowned upon. So if you look at baseball, basketball, football, you want to get any advantage that you have. And if you get away with it, great. That's awesome. But with golf, you can't do that. You can't bend the rules. You can't try to see what you can get away with. That's not the spirit of golf. And I think that's why maybe Patrick didn't do anything wrong. And if you are a fan of other sports and you're watching this, you're like, what? I I don't see anything wrong. He was just trying to get the best. Exactly. Trying to get the best advantage you can possibly get, but that's not what golf is about. You're supposed to police yourself and, you know, call it on yourself. And that's why Rory, who also had a similar situation is not in the controversy because people one people like rory and two in past situations he's called penalties on himself he's always been really truthful so that's why people aren't with uh rory on this but no i've had that situation and then i have also been accused of cheating which i also didn't do a girl said that i had a six i clearly had a five and we got into it like really into it and i said i I honestly got a five i've seen parents it's the worst in junior golf from the parents i've seen parents kick the golf ball from a hazard into the into the rough fairway say they found it and this is my favorite one of all time so (laughs) junior golf is insane but a dad would clap for like a, he had like a code. So if it's like you need to use your nine iron, he'd do two claps or three claps or two claps would be this, three claps would be that, two, four claps wow. would be that. And so the entire round, you just hear like one clap, two clap, <laughs> three claps. And we're like, what is going on? It's so the World Series. Is very common. Yeah, it's World Series. It's the World Series games. all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, cheating is honestly, it's very common, especially oh. with men's golf and junior and college. You see it all the time. You hear all of the stories. It's not uncommon, even though we oh. like to make golf into this, you know, perfect little sport. Yeah. Cheating is a big problem. And I'm sure that just does not go away on the tour either. Wow. So props to Mrs. S for setting you straight. That was a fantastic move. I bet during these junior tournaments, you'd, you'd hear dads be like, eight iron, eight iron. Yes. I mean, what's wrong with people? Like, you know, it's bad enough if you're jangling change like Seve used to do it to, to unnerve people. But while we're doing our confessionals, I will admit to my cheating episode. I was playing golf in a group with um, this uh, guy who's a manager of the White Sox, Jerry Manuel. We used to play a bunch. Um, and I hit a ball terrible, like along the tree line. And let's say I'm playing Titleist, although at that point I was probably playing something cheaper. So I'm playing Titleist and I'm looking and I can't find my ball. And lo and behold, there's another ball, let's say a pinnacle, right there on the tree line. And all of a sudden, you know, it kicks in. You're like, that's where it should be. <laughs> What's the harm? 
So I hit that ball and um, it ends up near Jerry and he's able to see, he goes, oh, you're playing Pinnacle now, huh? And it's just that moment. I mean, this is like decades ago and I still remember it. And I don't even know if we were playing for money. We are probably playing dollar skins and you still feel shitty. It's never worth it. And especially not this time with Patrick because, you know, you can make yourself kind of look like a hero when you call a penalty on yourself. And we've seen that so many times in golf page. Like I love that when people call themselves out and they say, I'm disqualifying myself. I mean, in a future podcast, if you have me back, we can talk about Tiger Woods and the masters. That was a fascinating controversy that I covered. So it's what separates this sport from the other sports. And I'm so glad it does not only because it gives us stuff to talk about, but there is sort of some honor in the game. Well, and I almost wish Patrick would own up to it. You know, maybe he would say, I have done some things in the past that I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I did call this on myself or if he does call something on himself, but he never does that ever. Ever. And that's what rubs people the wrong way is he's so fucking smug about it. He has this little, you know, smug look on his face, kind of shrugging his shoulders. And he's so good. He doesn't need to cheat. Incredible player. Great. Maybe the best short game in the game right now on tour. Because, I mean, it's not like he's striping it and hitting every green and reg. I mean, his short game is a joke. I think he got up and down eight out of ten times or something. Ridiculous. I mean, the one where he didn't apologize – for the fairway bunker brushing that was the most obvious thing of all time that again even as somebody who's not into the rules i would never think of doing he would be well served by doing that but maybe that would take away his edge and then he likes to be the villain i i, I think it fuels him but we got to talk about the waste management phoenix open that's coming yes. up gotta talk about some of the picks that we have so my question we have tony finau he's playing what do you like him at? Because you always pick him. I always pick him. He was close to winning at Tory again at the Farmers yes. Insurance Open. And I thought he might pull it out. But once again, did not happen. Do we like him for the no, waste management? but I won money on a top five Tony Finau bet. That <laughs> nice. guy's an ATM. If you're betting him top five, top ten, he's unbelievable. So speaking of Tony, so I'm at the 2016 Masters. And a guy named Scott Michaud, he's a well-known sports writer for the Augusta Chronicle. He comes around to every writer and says, who is your pick? So without hesitation, I say, Tony Finau. And he looks at me and he goes, not in the field. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to pick somebody else for the Masters. So now rewind about an hour and I'm thinking about who are my dazzling picks going to be for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And I'm like, Tony, clearly he's top five. I'm just going to keep picking him until he wins. And I'm scrolling through the points bet odds and he's not there. And then I remember seeing a report, I think from George Savarikas of Golf Channel that says he is playing in a European tour event this week. Very disappointing. So I can't pick Tony. You can't pick Tony. I was so ready to pick Tony too. I had it. I was so excited. I am so disappointed right now because Tony has played well at the Waste Management Open. He almost won last year. Like this would be his year to win. And we can't can't even fucking pick Tony Finau. Letting us down. What's he doing to us? Doesn't he understand (laughs) this is a device for this podcast and uh, and for the range, which will be recorded tomorrow for points bet? Tony, you should be playing this event. Okay, guys, if you want to see the video that I did for the Karma Committee, you can follow all of their socials, which is at PointsBetUSA, and download the app now to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. And don't forget to sign up with code PAGE to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What do you have to lose? Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our picks for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back with our picks. I think everyone's really excited about this for the waste management. Teddy, why don't you go first since you're the guest today? Absolutely, you're, it's a home game for you, so the visitor has to go first. <laughs> that absolutely, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm going to go with Hideki Matsuyama. I think will be a very popular choice this week, as you know. Stole my pick. I'm absolutely. so mad about that. <laughs> oh my! So he has won this event twice, as you know. His ball striking has been excellent of late. He's just not getting it done on the greens. But he obviously likes the greens at TPC Scottsdale, yeah. or else he wouldn't have won twice. This course, I think, puts a premium on driving accuracy. He's a great ball striker, as I mentioned. So uh, Hideki is my is my main man. I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler. And I know this isn't going to be a popular choice because he has been playing well, but just hear me out. I feel like with this golf course, TPC Scottsdale, people who play well here always seem to play well. Ricky won in 2019. He feels comfortable on this golf course and also in this environment. I think something that's important to note is that it's not going to be the same waste management that we're used to. They're known for having hundreds of thousands of fans there. It's a party atmosphere. You have to be a certain type of player to thrive in that environment. And it was definitely Ricky. He always had the fans on his side. He always played really well there. So I wonder not having 
that fan support is going yeah. to help or hurt. And it's going to be interesting who plays well. You see the field. A lot of guys who typically miss this event are now yeah. coming and playing. But again, I think it's a course that if you play well, you're going to play well. So that's why I have Ricky Fowler. So give me one dark horse pick for the week. All right. I'm going to give you my dark horse pick, but then hopefully we'll circle back. I've never been to this event and I know you have many times. So I want you to give me a little preview of it before I actually meet you, I think, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> All right, my dark horse pick is Mark Hubbard, who, let's be honest, I'd never heard of this guy until a couple weeks ago. And then he did this rather unusual putting method where he completely bent over and he had like <laughs> one finger, one pinky on his club, and everybody's like, what's happening? He was doing like a little gyration or something before. He called it the snail. He missed, I think it was like a six-footer, which was too bad. And his caddy was blocking the hole. So, come on, guys. You, you, you got to be more professional. You got to get the caddy out of the way so we can see what's going on. <laughs> anyway, Mark Hubbard has not played since then. But uh, I think he'll be very popular, even with the smaller galleries, as you mentioned, Paige. He is 250 to 1. I will play him as a top deck. Funny you mentioned Mark Hubbard because I grew up playing junior golf with him. Well, he was a little bit older than me, and we both won the tournament champions at Cherry Hills. He was, I think, 18. I was 13. We have this picture together. I look like the most awkward kid ever. He was the <laughs> cool kid in golf, and there's just stories of him where he would just show up drop a ball down on the ground, hit driver off the deck, and win tournaments. He what? was a stud, a stud back in the day. I mean, he won every single junior event. You mm -hmm. knew he was going to be an amazing player. Also funny because I was walking. <laughs> this was really embarrassing. So I was walking at the AT&T last year, and we were following someone else, but Mark Hubbard was in the group, and I ended up meeting his wife. Super nice, awesome. And I was telling her about how we like he was the coolest guy in Colorado, and we grew up. And she, during the round, goes, "Hey, Mark, do you remember Paige? He <laughs> did not know me at all." And I, just, I was like, "I've never met him. Like, I didn't know him. Nothing at all." I turned bright red. I was so embarrassed and he like played it off thankfully but it was the most awkward thing ever i was like i've never met him i only heard like <laughs> mythical stories about this guy <laughs> yeah, this girl claims she dated you for two years <laughs> I, Sorry, I know she's probably trying to like call me out and i'm like no 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 oh. <laughs> i was a baby <laughs> so when you heard about the snail or saw the snail did you think okay that fits because this is a guy who kind of likes attention and doing weird stuff Definitely. I mean, matches all the stories that I once heard about him back in junior golf days. But so my pick, Dark Horse pick, is going to be another Colorado boy, Wyndham Clark. He's 125 to 1. I think he's going to play well here. He now lives in Arizona. His game fits this golf course. And I, I just have a good feeling about him. I also grew up playing junior golf with him. He's another one yeah. of those kids that just dominated in junior golf, played well in college. And he hasn't quite had the pro career I think everyone has been expecting him to have. But yeah. I really have a good feeling about him this week for this tournament. Wyndham Clark sounds like he should be wearing an ascot and he should probably <laughs> be on the, the front of a yacht. Um, I mean, Wyndham what a Clark. name. <laughs> it's like, it's a combination of like a hotel chain plus like a total tycoon, maybe like a hedge fund asshole. But is, is he a nice guy, this Wyndham Clark? Yeah, he's always been really nice to me. So Good. that's all I can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, we got to talk about the waste management because it is 
a different animal compared to any other PGA Tour event out there. And if you've been to the Waste Management before, you understand this. It is a complete party with a golf tournament going on. I mean, people go there and they don't even realize that golf is being played at all. Girls are walking in club wear, stilettos, um, just drunk off their asses. I remember showing up last year on a Saturday and it was maybe 8, 8.30 in the morning and a guy was completely passed out against the wall. Already, (laughs) already walking out, seeing girls fall out of, you know, cars. It's the worst that you can think of. It's a Vegas party. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds just like Augusta National, just like when you walk (laughs) around there and you see girls in stilettos stumbling out of the greens, hammered. So it's funny. I mean, I got to cover a bunch of cool events when I was at the Chicago Tribune, Masters, U.S. Open, Ryder Cups, et cetera, et cetera. I I tried every year. I'm like, hey, can you guys send me to the waste management? Like one year, Tiger was making his his season debut. I tried everything and got denied every year because my editor knows me too well. It was the real reason why I wanted to go. So, you know, when it popped up this year, we're going to be doing this bet cast. Um, I'm going to be on a set on the 16th hole and um, couldn't be more excited, except that I wish it was a normal year and there were, you know, 500,000 people coming instead of 5,000. Yeah, it's, I don't know how it's going to be because I've been probably the last eight to nine years. I remember going even in high school with my mom. We'd only go on Wednesday though, because it was too scary to go on Tuesday or Thursday. I remember parking and uh, we had a van take us over to the location where they dropped the spectators off and there was a stripper pole in the van. And I was like, mom, what is that? And she's like, don't worry about it, honey. (laughs) Awesome. That is awesome. That's That's a good homeschool moment. Sorry, what's that, Tori? I was just saying that's a good homeschooling moment. You know, you got to learn what, <laughs> what a stripper pole is from your mom, your yeah. teacher. I have two daughters, and I always think of Chris Rock. Just keep them off the pole. <laughs> Tori, I feel like the waste management would be the one tournament that you would actually I enjoy like, going to. Yeah, I would thrive. Although I'm not like a stiletto girl, but like I was thinking with the reputation it has, do professional golfers want to be a part of that or do they typically being like that's like the rookies who want the attention and whatever or people like yeah I want to be there I think it depends on the player there are guys who definitely miss this tournament on purpose because they don't like the environment it's very hostile at times and so if you are a player who is either really well known and popular or maybe not well liked this is not an event that you probably want to be at because the spectators don't care at all they are going to say the most outrageous things to you scream them in the middle of your backswing you're not there to play golf and i but i do think a lot of the guys like it because they usually have the bird's nest which they hold amazing concerts and have awesome artists oh, there that's every cool. single year And so it's fun. So you can have, you know, this party atmosphere and still play golf. So I think a lot of people thrive in it. Like a Ricky Fowler, like he always plays well there because I think he really enjoys that atmosphere. I think it's great for golf. I know a lot of people in golf, stuffy people don't really like it too much. They think it's kind of tarnishing the name of golf. A lot of people really like it because it's different and they get huge, like huge crowds. But I will say it's a lot. Like you have to go there ready to be like, overstimulated by the amount of people, and it's hot the amount of it sometimes it's really hot the the alcohol it's just <laughs> i mean drunk people literally 
everywhere. I can't walk from point A to point B <laughs> without being covered in beer, people wow. yelling my name. Like, it's almost like a very scary experience for me because that's like my main demographic. There's those like right. college <laughs> kids, those college guys, you know? So it's, um, it's always interesting for me, for sure. I, I have one more question. Is this the, the tournament? Like, I don't think sports betting to be very predominant in golf, but that's just me. I don't know a lot about the sport. Is this like where everything peaks because everyone's just hammered and like opening up the app and just placing bets left and right? Or is this, I don't know, what's the vibe for this one? Well, so much of it has been that around the 16th hole, which they've always called the loudest hole in golf, there's just a mass of betting going around with, with, with friends, right? I mean, they're bored, they're drunk, so they want to bet on stuff. So, Tori, they even bet on stuff like which caddy will get to the green first. No. Who will drop their bag in a certain spot. Yeah, it's all about like That's side bets. That's the betting I like. <laughs> Absolutely. That's where I actually learned betting was on 16 because right. my friends would go and you just have, you know, 5,000 at ones, you spread them out and then you just right. bet ones all day long. Like that's what you do. It's, you know, you go through the T-sheet. Pick, everyone picks a player, see who's closest to the pin, like what Teddy was saying, which caddy gets there first, who hits in the bunker, who gets up and down, odds of, you know, all three people making a birdie. So it's so much fun to be at that event and do that. So I, I'm so sad that it's not going to be the same, but I still think it's going to be really great this year. Whoever brings that the $5,001 bills, whether it's a man or a woman, they better have a good story behind it. <laughs> They let me carry the ones around all day long. They're like, this seems fitting for you. <laughs> no one will question <laughs> oh, <there you> it. <laughs> well, not only do we have the Waste Management Phoenix Open, but we also have the big game. Yeah. Tori and I talked about this last week a little bit and our predictions. I really feel the Chiefs are going to pull it out, especially with their offense. They're just unstoppable, and if they get up yeah. early – I don't see the Bucks coming yeah. back, but I need to hear from an expert's opinion oh, here. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. I was over to previous weekend. I like the Packers and I like the Bills. Now I was <laughs> able to salvage a bunch because I got my prop bets right. So I had Aaron Rodgers uh, passing for more yards uh, than Tom Brady. So I nailed that one. Um, a friend of mine gave me St. Equinemius Brown to have over 9.5 receiving yards. He had 10. So I was able to salvage something there. This is a tricky one because on the one hand, you say, don't be an idiot. You don't bet against the goat. On the other hand, you say, don't be an idiot. Don't bet against Pat Mahomes. As I, and that's what I was thinking when I was watching that Bills game. I'm like, what was I, what, what am I doing? He's the best player in football by far. And I know you've talked about Brady and, you know, your healthy resentment about how good he is. I'm an old Jets fan. Um, so I kind of <laughs> hate him too. I want to hate him. And let's keep in mind, he threw three interceptions in that game. So even though he had some great moments, that game was there for the Packers to win. Yeah. So I do think the Chiefs are better. I would be wary of laying three and a half. So right now on points bet, the line is three. It could go to three and a half, Paige, because we're seeing most of our action on the Chiefs. So I wonder if our traders are going to bump that up. I that hook could be a little dangerous, but as long as it's three, to me, the Chiefs are the play. I gotta ask you, because you just mentioned Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Do you think he's gonna come back? Are there odds on that? God, so I think we're not allowed to do, well, we are allowed to do some human <laughs> odds because like, I think we had like which team like 
Stafford is going to go to. Like, we've done some stuff like that. We definitely had which team Deshaun Watson is going to go to. So hopefully we can get something going for Rodgers. Um, it just feels like it's not going to happen. You know, yeah. like, he has just built up so much resentment ever since the NFL draft last year, which instead of instead of taking a wide receiver or an offensive lineman, they took a quarterback. And I think Aaron Rodgers took that as so, you know, such an offense. And then you have the little Matt LaFleur controversy where he kicks the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and goal. So I think Aaron Rodgers is looking around the league. I think all these quarterbacks are now, and they're saying, look at Tom Brady. You go to a new team, it's probably a warmer climate. You pick wherever you want to go. Dolphins might want a quarterback and you know it used to be so weird to be sort of traded or to change teams as an NFL player and now guys are doing it and they're living out their dreams do you think so you think Tom Brady changed that for everyone where you don't really want to be a franchise quarterback anymore that you almost want to just kind of do your business in one team kind of transfer out you know retire out do something with a different team I just think like players say, you know, now we have the power. Yeah. It's kind of like what NBA players have in the off season where basically they dictate the entire fate of a franchise. If they want to pair up with another superstar, obviously we saw it with the heat, we see it with the nets. So if you're an NFL player, sure. There's quote unquote loyalty to your team. And I'm sure Aaron has loved playing in green Bay, but I mean, if he has an opportunity to play for like a warm weather team and, <laughs> and give like, give this to the Packers front office for not drafting the player he thought they should have drafted. Why is he going to stay? So if you can work out the finances, go, I mean, Deshaun Watson obviously clearly wants out. It's going to be the craziest off season in uh, NFL history with all these quarterbacks changing hands and my jets having to decide if they want to keep Sam Darnold or if they want to uh, draft or trade for somebody. Yeah, you know what really sucks is that I'm stuck with Ben Roethlisberger, so fuck me. <laughs> right, exactly. How 67 years old now, Ben Roethlisberger? And it's like we have all these amazing quarterbacks wanting to be traded, and we're stuck with the absolute worst of the worst. Wow, this year. you are that. You are he's so, so old. He is so old. I'm so over it, You're and he's definitely coming back. The worst. <laughs> you know what the bear the Bears would do for one year of Ben Roethlisberger? Where you know in Chicago, they, I mean, I hear you though. You, they have to at least develop a a young guy, a backup, somebody because he won't be able to do it forever. No well, I mean, if Ben stays or even if he goes, we're going to have the worst quarterback in the conference by far. So wow. yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm upset about sure, it. Let, I'm let, bitter let, about it, Teddy. I'm let's upset. Make sure see, <laughs> let's make sure he sees this podcast. <laughs> I always check. I'll talk shit on certain players. And I, on Twitter and on the podcast and on Instagram, and I look and I'm like, have they blocked me yet? And I have not been blocked. I thought I was going to get blocked by Patrick Reed or Justine. Did not happen. I thought I was going to be blocked by Bryson DeChambeau. Has not, I have not been blocked by Bryson. How'd you go sideways with Bryson? I'm sorry. I have to hear this. How could she not? (laughs) She said it all. Compose myself for a second. So I liked Bryson. I was a big Bryson fan. I thought he was great. I asked him to come on the podcast. He totally ignored my request. And since then, I've hated oh. him. Well, that's <laughs> all you need to do. I, I mean, I'm the same way, you know, guys who didn't give me interviews when I was a baseball writer. Oh, and then their name's on the Hall of Fame ballot. Interesting. Now you need something for me. Okay. We'll see how that works. Well, now you just said baseball. And I'm going on baseball now because I'm a huge baseball fan, if you didn't know. It started last, last year. Um, do you think they're going to start on time or not? 
doesn't sound like it. Yeah. It sounds like um, after last year, they realized that you don't need six and a half weeks of spring training. It, it's a joke. I mean, they have that long of spring training just so the owners can make more money and sell more tickets. Now that said, I imagine you've gone to spring training games. That's a great life. So it's good yeah. for the fans. But if you are a baseball player now, or you know, you got the you got your big time MLB rep who gets paid a lot of money to represent your interests. You're saying, cool, let's just do like three weeks. I get more time with the fam. I can say I'm worried about COVID and then we can shrink this down a little bit. And Or maybe the owners come back and say, we need six and a half weeks. And then the players say, okay, well then you give us something back. Yeah. Well, I'm jumping around a lot, but we got to go back to the big game. This is why <laughs> you need to be the host. We <laughs> we do this fun little series called The Range and Teddy hosts it and he's amazing. So I'm trying to pick up all of your skills because when I, I just talk about whatever I want to talk about when I want to talk about it. And I should probably stick to the topics that I have right in front of me. (laughs) Your podcast is going great. Don't change anything. But back to the game. Okay. So you have your money on the chiefs. Is that correct? Yeah. We'll throw some down. I I think it's more about the props though. And, And that's where seriously, like when you look at points bet for the people who are in one of our six States where we're legal, it's just wild. And we have all this points betting options and, you know, sure. People know about like the coin flip and and all the goofy stuff, the Gatorade color, and that's fun. But I think you can make serious money on like looking at the over-unders for passing yards or receiving yards. And so if I go into a game and I'm not like totally sure which side of the spread I'm on, I'll either bet it live or I'll uh, look at the props bets and have fun that way. I like the coin flip. I like the Gatorade. I like the fun little bet. So what's your name of bet for Super Bowl? It's still coming up with it. Now, what side do you bet on? Do you, do you go into deep thought and picture like a heads or a tail? Or do you, do you go with the same one every time? I feel like everyone goes heads, so you have to go tails. Tails just doesn't feel as good as heads. And I like that. So the public money is on heads. So the sharp money represented by Paige is on tails. I, I respect that. Now, I don't think we're able to offer the over-under on the length of the national anthem, sadly. Or maybe we are in New Jersey. New Jersey seems to have, you know, a more lax rules, thank- thankfully. Um, so that's always a fun one to do. Can you bet on the halftime show? You or the commercials? To, right? Yeah, I, I know there are, I think there's some sites, but maybe just in Europe where you can bet on, like, how many songs are going to be played and the length of them and whether there's going to be um, a wardrobe malfunction. I think that's always a good bet, probably. Probably the yes is like plus 2,000, 20 to one on that. Um, I don't have a name of bet yet. I'm sorry to disappoint you. You and I have to work on some golf name of bets here. And then, you know, let's get to business. I know. Well, maybe we can think about that a little bit more after this break. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, Teddy, we're going to have to work on a name a bet because, I mean... There's so many that we can do, and it's been hard. So last week I did how there were five Camerons in the field, the odds on one of them winning. Um, I was unsuccessful, and you were unsuccessful with yours as well, I might add. Well, it depends on how you measure success. I mean, we were successful <laughs> for the points bet family, right? So you had an interesting one exactly with the Camerons. That was adorable. Uh, mine was Phil Mickelson at age 50. Would he finish in the top 50? at his event in San Diego at the Farmers, and he came so close. He grinded. He made birdie birdie on 17 and 18 to make the cut on the number, and then he finished like T53. I was bummed about it because, right, you you feel attached to your own name a bet. This was two to one odds, but bottom line is it enriched our company a little bit because neither one of them hit. So can I do this as a name a bet? Over under how many people will jump in the water on 17? Because someone always jumps in there naked during the waste management. Wow. Um, I would say this. If I was our head of trading, I would approve that bet in a hot second. I think that is a fantastic bet. I think Jay Croucher, who has a little more pull than I do, is going to say, sorry, Paige. You know, we don't know if it's uh, if people are going to be doing it just so they can make their money or how that's going to work. People are going to be shoving people in to hit the over. So it's probably not going to fly. Damn. Okay. Well, I'll keep working on that. But in the meantime, Tori, let's do some TNA. All right. Why is it acceptable to mark your ball on the green, even if you're not in anyone's line, to clean it, to clean the ball and place it in a preferred lie before a putt? But you can't do that in the fairway. There's so many weird rules with golf you would think that would make so much sense I think it's because it's the rub of the green and if you you just have to play it where it lies but then why does that not apply to the putting green you would think it would have to be the exact same way so I don't actually have a good answer for that one (laughs) 
it's just the way that it is. <laughs> it's weird. Jay, do you have a good answer for that one? That's weird. I've always thought of it, it's like a reward for making the green, for hitting the green. So when the ball is on the fringe, it can be one inch from the green. And sometimes it's hard to tell what is fringe and what is green, but you can't even pick it up there. But if it's one inch closer to the flag, then you're able to. So I've always thought of it as a reward for hitting a better shot. In. See, but then you go, okay, so if my ball lands in a divot in the fairway, you have to play it where it lies. And I'm like, well, that's a reward you hit in the fairway. So you should be able to, you know, kick it out or you know, place it. I mean, I'm sure Patrick Green does that. But uh... <laughs> uh, in my groups, we never play balls. And now I always remember playing. I played with Luke Donald one time, not the shamelessly name drop. And he asked, cause it was like April, it was Chicago, it was like 52 degrees. And he said, uh, are we playing uh, lift, lift, clean and cheat today? <laughs> so instead of lift, clean and place, he calls it lift, clean and cheat. Because I think a lot of those guys who are traditionalists frown upon lift, clean and place. They think you have to play it down. Oh, I cheat all the time when I play for fun. <laughs> like, if I, even if I'm not feeling hitting in the bunker, I will pick it out of the bunker. And no, you it won't. Oh my gosh, yes. Do you play for money? When I play for money, I'll play by the rules. But here's the thing. I never carry money in my bag, so I always have to win. That is the one thing. Good advice or bad advice, I don't sure. know. But I never lose. And then I go, i get you next time. You <laughs> I'm watching you, Paige. When we play, we're playing for money, and I'm keeping my eyes on you. especially. When I won't cheat when we play for money, and I won't cheat in tournaments, but when it's a fun round of golf, if it's a bad line, I'm moving it. If sure. I'm in the rough, I'll probably put it in the fairway. If I'm in a bunker, I might move it out of the bunker. I will definitely do the pee read where you brush the sand away. I wow. mean, I will do everything because, you know, it doesn't matter. Also, if it's in within <laughs> 5 to 10 feet, it's a, it's good. It's a gimme. I got oh, that. Oh, I'm big on the gimmies. To me, like friends don't let friends four putt. No. So if it if it's my if it's my second putt and I blow it four feet past, I scoop that baby up immediately because nobody wants to see somebody miss, you know, a, a three footer to make a seven. Just scoop that baby up. Okay, Teddy, I'm gonna turn the tables on you and I'm gonna ask you some questions because we're now colleagues and we have worked together for was this our third week now? It's been brutal. It, it feels like three months, Paige. Absolutely. <laughs> so I have to ask, what was your first impression of me? And were you disappointed or surprised? <laughs> <laughs> wow. See how dumb I am, how much I want to, how much I want to reveal. No, I was very pleasantly surprised. You have been delightful to work with. Now, I did notice this. So we obviously have a daily content call. There'll be about 10 of us led by uh, Len Mead. Um, and you know, we have this crew of guys and, and most of them hadn't seen you. So on the first one on that Monday, I noticed you were dressed very conservatively. I think you were completely covered up. Then on Tuesday, it was a little lower. And then on Wednesday, we got more of the outfit that uh, has made you an Instagram sensation. So not sure if it was a coincidence or not, but I liked how we were trending after those first couple months. I think it was because the first day I didn't have to do any content. And so we sure. started to have content back, like back to back. And so yes. I even told you too, I was like, I need to know when we're filming because I dress very differently and I, you know, present myself very differently when I am yeah. 
just doing a normal Zoom meeting with, you know, colleagues compared to when we're shooting content. And I remember the first time we even shot like our first like real one, you're like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) You you got you got all dressed up this time. So if I have something after, I think that's why the shirt got a little lower, a little lower cut. (laughs) Absolutely. I know I asked you how long you take to get ready because for me, my over under is like eight and a half minutes. I'm pretty fast with getting ready and obviously dressed pretty casually today. Uh, with a with a Caddyshack themed Ty Web T-shirt, so you've put more effort into how you look today. So uh, I'm sure your fans appreciate it. I mean, I have to. I have a a brand and an image to uphold, you know. So, what is the worst thing about working with me? Why? There's nothing yet. There's no worst thing. I mean, I guess I could lie and make something up, but I'm, I mean, I'm trying they, to hit you some hardball questions. Yeah, here. I guess, I guess right now it's these questions where it's getting a little <laughs> hot in this room all of a sudden. It's like the old Budweiser hot seat on uh, Sports Center. But no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to say, like, are we going to meet up in Scottsdale? Is this going to happen Tuesday, Wednesday? Well, this is probably going to be the worst thing about me is that, yes, probably. Yes. But I, I bail on people all the time. And so that will be potentially be the worst thing. So if you're like, oh, let's like go grab dinner. I'm going to be like, a hundred percent I'm in. Yeah. And then an hour before I'm like, you know what? I have <laughs> to do something. Like Len called me. I'm busy. I'm sorry. Oh, you're going to claim Len here? <laughs> I think you better come up with a better excuse than my boss. <laughs> I think that's going to be the move. I think that's going to be my excuse. Well, I know that you are you're a stickler for being on time. So that's cool that when you do actually show up, you are on time. <laughs> I am on time. That's very true. Hmm. Tori, should we ask him any more questions? Uh, I know the, the one I wanted is like, what's the hardest part of working with her? But he won't answer. Uh, Hasn't happened yet. Maybe it's, but it, it's going to be when she, when she stops showing up and, and blames, uh, you know, and blames it on Ben Roethlisberger or something. Yeah. yeah. She always says she's a Steelers fan, and I'm like, I'm not even convinced anymore. Well, I know she's she's a big Notre Dame fan. That much we know. She loves the Love Fighting Irish. Yeah, no, we know that. With all of her heart, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I I think I should get it. I'm going to invite Ben to uh, Scottsdale to the tournament. See if, <laughs> uh, see if we can get these two together in a socially distanced photo. First name oh, basis. Gosh. Bring Ben I, over. I see, but I'm I'm one of those social media cowards where I'll, I'll act tough online and then I'll beat him. I'm like, oh my god, I'm such a big fan. Can we get a picture together? I'm Great. that person, and I I like own up to it for sure. So that's another <laughs> false downfall of mine where I will be so nice to everyone in person, but they know that I'm talking shit about them. <laughs> well, I'm ready for you to talk shit about me, Paige, and then you'll be delightful when we finally meet. No, I only hated you when you recommended the logic of sports betting. That's it. But you've been really patient and awesome with uh, teaching me everything that I need to know. So I want to thank you for that. And also for coming on today and being an amazing guest co-host today. So I I appreciate all of the betting knowledge you threw down and all of your really great stories. Uh, You have been amazing for points bet, Paige. You have already... um quintupled is that the word like like we had a a decent instagram following and then basically you went like this and overnight we're like taking over the world uh so that is great but mainly it's been great getting to know you so far you're on an amazing path with points bet and uh can't wait to meet you
Okay guys, so if you are interested in PointsBet, download the app now to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself and don't forget to sign up with code PAGE to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What do you have to lose? TNCs apply, void where prohibited, must be 21 years or older, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Again, guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, don't forget to email us at par at iheartradio.com or send us a DM at our Instagram account, which is playing around. And we'll see you guys next week where you'll find us next week. I was so close, Tori. Teddy, I have this problem of closing out episodes. I can never do it. I get so close to the end and I always fuck it up. Well, how do I close it? As a professional at this, what do I say? How do I do this? Uh, well, wait, are you, cause all of a sudden what you're looking down and sort of trying to read a script. No, I was just trying to focus. I was just literally trying to focus. I can't look at people and do this. I don't have a script. I was just literally focusing on my mic and that was it. I was like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. And I fucked it up. I do that with Fade Ravels. I always say for new players out there, use promo code Fade Ravel and check the closing screen for your risk-free bet. So it just takes practice. You'll get it. (sighs) Thanks for nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Listen to you guys. You'll hear us next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.